So, yes, Link Labrador. Yes. Welcome to another episode of the State of the Fandom. Yes. Tell us, who is to blame for the problems in your state? The governor. The governor, Janet Mills. Janet Mills, stand up for those who cannot speak for themselves, who are incapable of speaking up for themselves. It falls upon you to protect those beneath you. Yes, They are a stepping stone for your power. They are not just mere weaklings. Yes. They are those that need protection from outside forces. Yes. Drive the Californians out. Drive those that would drive up the prices of housing. Make it more accessible for those beneath you. For those who are not sitting in the office. You have much power. Use it to benefit those and you will be loved. Yes. Refuse. Refuse those actions and you will fall into obscurity and desecration for your own name. Indeed they will. Here are the friends that are representing Maine in the Congress. Yes, let's go down the list. Yes, we're calling you out. Thomas H. Allen, representative of District 1 in Maine. Yes. Oh, served from 1997 to 2009. Oh, no, I want ones that are currently serving. (laughs) Hold on. 117th Congress. There we go. We have Susan M. Collins. You need to get out. You You have not stood up for the Republican values once. You even voted against Donald Trump. You voted to impeach Donald Trump. You are not an American. Uh... Now, there's a, there's a good podcast episode topic, <laughs> because I disagree with you. <laughs> uh, in my opinion, many of the actions that our former president, Mr. Trump, has done are un-American. Yes. That do not uphold the values that many of us hold, especially with regards to the rights of minorities and people who are well, on that the LGBT be- spectrum. Well, that being said, Janet Mills, you have flip-flopped on issues far too many times. Pick a lane. Pick a lane, Janet! Damn it! Damn it, Janet! Pick a lane! Next one! Jared F. Golden, a representative oh. from Maine from District 2. Oh, fuck you, Golden! <laughs> he's a Labrador. He's, he's, he's very <laughs> angry about Goldens, I'm sure. Uh, so next! Next is Angus S. King Jr., who looks like... What, uh, 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 it looks like Geppetto in the most recent. <laughs> ver- it looks like Geppetto from Pinocchio. Uh. <laughs> yes, and who's the last one? Chine uh, Pingri. Chanel uh, Ping. Ah, oh, Pingri. Pingri. Again. Pingri. Pick a lane. A Democratic senator, you dis- or a Democratic representative, you disagree with, I, sh- I see. Yes! Mostly because you don't do shit. Yes. You sit on the sidelines most of the time. At least Golden annoyed the hell out of us with his ads. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> no, I remember when Golden was running for office, and it was just like every fucking second. He, he dumped more money in to his ads than he's ever brought back to Maine. That's a shame. Yes. So, when we are elected, what are we going to do to change Maine, to make it better for the citizens, 
on every spectrum, young and old, rich and poor. Well, the first thing we're going to do is figure out what issues ail the individual states. Absolutely. You know what? Let's do what are the biggest issues in Maine right now. Yes. The biggest... Without information, you can't come up with a cohesive, effective plan to affect an individual state. Absolutely. This comes from the governor herself, Janet T. Mills. Healthcare. Children. <laughs> children are a new... Children are a, a scourge. No, I'm just joking. Oh, my God. Uh, the economy. Energy, the environment, and climate change. Infrastructure. Opioids. Yes, opioids are a very big so problem. So what are you doing about that, Janet? You have the power to do something about it. What is your solution? Yes, exactly. I think. The opioid crisis. Yes. What is your solution, Janet? Let's find out. Perhaps it has information on her website. Perhaps it doesn't. Let's find out. Let's see. Opioid. Page not found! <laughs> oh, so you say it's an issue, but you don't have an answer. Wow. Fuck uh, you, Janet. Uh, okay, saving lives and preventing substance abuse disorder. Okay, do we have... Ah, here we go. Okay, that link actually worked. <laughs> Finally, a link that works. Let's go down this page and talk about what you're planning on doing. Absolutely. You, you've been in the office for two or three years now. What have you successfully done? Governor Mills is committed to ensuring that every person in Maine has the opportunity to live a happy and healthy life and to contribute to the success of our state. With drug overdoses sharply increasing during the pandemic and the increased prevalence of the lethal opioid fentanyl, the Mills administration is working hard to prevent drug use, support recovery, and save lives. Since taking office, Governor Mills has appointed a director of opioid response. That's helpful, guys! Hmm. Convened a prevention and recovery cabinet. <gasps> Yay, a cabinet! Oh, so, <laughs> so, so, so step one is... Step one is, is hold jack a shit. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> step one is hold a meeting. Uh-huh. And step two is hold a meeting. Yes. Got it. Okay. So, uh, step one, hold a meeting. Good idea. Step two, jack shit. Moving on. Invested in prevention, treatment, and recovery. Invested $110 million as part of the biennial budget she signed to support prevention, early intervention, harm reduction, and all levels of treatment. Now, here's my question for Janet. Yes? What has been done to make sure that those funds have been spent on people's recovery effectively and not just thrown into a budget without a plan for the funds. I don't know, let's keep reading. Let's see if she enlightens us at all. Increased substance abuse disorder, pro uh, substance use disorder program reimbursement rates. Governor Mills dedicated $2.1 million in main care funds through the biennial budget to increase reimbursement rates for substance abuse disorder service providers. 2.1 million, uh, helpful, but not a lot of money when you're talking about uh, helpful, but effectively completely fucking useless when there's that much fucking red tape in between that and the quality of care that you receive. Quite frankly, the healthcare budget is a 
appalling abysmal disaster by the looks of it. How many more destroyers does Bath Ironworks need to bring in to make this number worthwhile at all? Let's keep reading. Good question. <clears throat> Supported community organizations. Governor Mills awarded a $300,000 grant to Healthy Acadia that will allow the Maine Recovery Corps program to continue supporting Maine people with substance use disorder in 20 locations, including five county jails and several healthcare facilities. This program currently supports 111 people in recovery. Now again, 111 people's lives improved. However, what is How the current many... population of Maine? Current. Oh, and by the way, for those who don't know, Acadia is one of the wealthier parts of the is one of the wealthier parts of the state. Oh, how interesting that when immigrants show up in uh, the middle of a wealthy neighborhood, uh, when immigrants show up in the middle of Portland, Maine, because that's mm-hmm. where all the immigrants go, because Portland, Maine is actually a sanctuary city. Because remember, that's what happened a few uh, weeks ago is uh, they shipped a bunch of, I think it was to uh, Kamala Harris's house, like to, to the suburb where she lives. Yeah. I'm like, wow, look how fast they were able to take care of them. Amazing. Uh-huh. Oh, by the way, uh, Portland, Maine is a sanctuary city for illegal immigrants. Well, considering that our friends the immigrants from other countries come here and create jobs and businesses, employing our great citizens of the United States more than they use the jobs here, creating more jobs than they consume. Let's say that. Yes. We should welcome our friends from other countries, especially those with special skills. Well, because yes. Because many of the, hold on, many of the immigration laws have quotas from specific countries. Now, what if the thousand and first person from Ghana is a doctor? He will not be able to come to the United States because of the arbitrarily low quota placed on his country. Uh-huh. How unfortunate! Meanwhile, the American border is being overrun by illegal migrants to the tune of almost 200,000 people a day. Yes, and we should welcome them with open arms we and should, treat them as human beings. We should create something along the lines of Ellis Island and then get them all vaccinated and then have make sure they're all vetted to make sure they don't become wards of the state or murderers. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> we do not yet have the technology to read minds, nor would I recommend using it if we had it. But, well, uh, we don't need to read their minds. We just need to make sure that they're vetted. The thing is... We had a system like this back in the day when the Irish came over. Indeed we did. And uh, many people hated it at the time. (laughs) Well, you know what? Hate it or like it. You come over to the United States, you better have your ass fucking vaccinated. We don't need polio in this country. Absolutely. We don't need whatever the fuck disease you have. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> now, our friends from other countries desire to come to the United States to create a life for themselves and their families, and how wonderful that they desire to do so. Yes! They should not be treated as criminals. They should be treated with open arms. I'm not saying we treat them as criminals. Yes, and your idea of allowing people to come and be vetted 
Yes. And to be vaccinated. And then, if possible, what would be wonderful is to have a way for them to match with places and people who need their help, need yes. their work. There are currently, or there were a short time ago, I don't know if it's still true, but uh, there was recently more open jobs in the United States than people unemployed. Yes. Many of those jobs are highly skilled, including nurses, engineers, IT professionals. Yes. And many of these jobs, people in other countries would like to fill. Now, here's the thing. In these places, many of these jobs are not being taken from American citizens, especially if there are not enough Americans to fill them. If a company has the right staff, if the company has the staff they need, they make more money. They can hire more people. Yes. And they can pay better pay and benefits to their shareholders and to the people who already work there. Yes. Meanwhile, the United... Meanwhile, the United States is currently going through an economic shift. It's currently going through economic turmoil like we haven't seen in this country since the Great Depression. Mm. I predict if things keep trending the way they are, we are going to have another Great Depression on our hands. And the vast majority of millennials don't understand. They do not get it. They've been living a fast life for a while now. Thanks for that, Federal Reserve. We greatly appreciate it. They've been living the... Fa well, they were kind of living the fast life before the Federal Reserve went through and pumped a bunch of money in. And then everyone was living the fast life when the Federal Reserve pumped a bunch of money in. Mm -hmm. Now, the entertainment industry is always going to be around. Absolutely. One thing, millennial, actually Gen Zers, have figured this out. Mm. Having multiple sources of fucking income is the name of the game. Having a single source of income and then going to a job for 40 hours and that's all you do during your day is not helpful. Having multiple sources of income, having multiple sources of passive, passive income mm -hmm. is the name of the game. Yes. Now, to those who go out and work 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week, and you're not being compensated for your time. You're not being compensated. Actually, you're, if you're actively being given pay cuts... Keep in mind, keep in mind, the rate of inflation last year was 8%. And that probably is an undercount because that is the official rate. And they move it down as low as possible. Yes. In real terms, it was probably several percent higher, but we'll use the official term just in case. Our lovely Labrador was offered a raise of 4%. Yes, it was a pay cut. That means that after him spending many, many weeks and many, many nights and many, many painfully difficult hours at that place of employment, they decided that for his effort, he should receive a 4% pay cut. Yes. Since a 4% raise in 8% inflation is a 4% pay cut. And then I confronted them on it. And they said, oh, this is the best we can do. You're so valued. If, a if an employer says that you're so valued that they want to give you a pay cut, here's my advice. Take it for someone who wants 
Take it from someone who's been there, done that. I understand. You got bills to pay. I understand. You got things you got to do. Fortunately for me, I had multiple... Unfortunately for us, we have multiple businesses. So it wasn't that big a deal. But it's the principle of the goddamn matter. Make it so that if you choose to leave, they're fucked over. Yes. Make it so that when you get screwed over, say you get fired from a job, it doesn't fucking matter because you know what? They've lost more than they've lost more than you've gained. You've gained ten times. You've yes. gained eight percent more than what you were getting before. Yes. I have experienced this many times in my life. If I get screwed over from somewhere, guess what? The next thing is even better. I've already set up my next big thing. I've already set up the next thing. Yes. To get me higher up. Absolutely. Take that away, good American citizen. If your employer wants if your employer wants to screw you over, they need you a lot more than you fucking need them. Yes. Understand that. And when they say this workplace is like family, fuck them. It's not. <laughs> a family does not pay you to be there. No. I hope. If if this company is oh, it's like family. Then here's the thing. Don't take overtime. If they offer you overtime, say, no, I have things to do that day. Yes. And it's like, oh, can you stay late? I really need your help. Figure it out yourself. Yes. Mr. Boss, Mrs. Boss, whoever you are, it's like, oh, I'm really, I'd be really screwed without you. You know what? That's not my problem. I'm going home. Yep. What are you going to do? I was scheduled this time to this time. Yes. Make it worth my while. And if they're really that desperate, screw them for everything they're fucking worth. Absolutely. Say, you know what? Okay, I'll stick around. This is the third time this week. I've stayed two hours over my shift. This is the third time this week. I'm demanding a pay raise. Yes. Give me more. Right. Give because you the amount that you deserve. Give me more because those fucking assholes over there can't get to work on fucking time. Right. Not my problem to cover their shit. Yes. I've, I've dealt with that before. And you know what? Those people that don't show up to work on time, mm -hmm. if, they, if their priorities are elsewhere, mm -hmm. that, you know what? If their priorities are out uh, other places, who knows what they have going on. They, they could have an ill relative. They could have this. They could have that. Whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what? It's not your job to cover for them. Mm -hmm. Loyal to no one in the workplace. Right. Don't be loyal to people in the workplace. You don't have to. They only... Here's, here's, the, here's the crux of the matter. Mm -hmm. They only deserve as much as they are paying for. Uh-huh. Many large employers, many small employers, but many large employers such as Walmart have had employees clock out, and then continue working to be able to meet a quota. Oh, and if they insist that you deal with quotas, you say, you know what? I don't care about your quota. Hmm. Why should they say that? Because it's not my fucking problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clock out and then go home. Oh, you didn't meet your quota. You didn't meet your quota. I'm like, I didn't meet my quota? Okay. Not my problem. Yeah. 
Quality, quality work. Create a quality product, and customers will return. That's true. Or create a serviceable product, and people will go, oh my god, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen this week. Depends on which dopamine sensor you're going for. If you're creating a product, sometimes the overtop creative is the way to go. That can get you fame and fortune. Right. Sometimes just doing the bare minimum and just having a voice program reading off a thing, again, not the most creative thing in the world, but mm -hmm. you know what? If it takes a couple of hours and makes you a bank. Right. Hell yeah. If it makes you bank in the process. Right. Then you can actually, then it doesn't matter. Exactly. Quality is in the eye of the beholder. A model, the Mona Lisa painting mm -hmm. is kind of a boring painting. True, true. I have seen far more interesting paintings. Indeed. That are worth way less than the Mona Lisa. Right. I've seen people paint the side of fucking buildings and go, oh, you know, that's fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> what would you want painted on the side of the bunker that is your de your decoy bunker? Because obviously you wouldn't paint your real bunker in bright colors, but on your decoy bunker, what would you want painted on it? On my decoy bunker, I would put a mural. Mm-hmm. Of the starting of humanity, mm. all the way to humanity going into the stars, mm. swooping upwards, or and the split in the middle, and then just a downward spiral <laughs> into Jesus. the dirt. I would have both. Oh God, that's because terrifying. I would have both of them because mm -hmm. that is what a bunker is. It is either a avenue to salvation, yes, or it is. Quite frankly, a road to ruin. If you have an entire nation of bunkers, yes, an individual scared of the next day and needing some form of physical protection, right? It's good to have the protection. Mm. Yes. Yes. But there's protection in moderation. There's speaking softly and carrying the biggest stick in the universe. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Now, what would you have on your bunker? Uh, well, uh, first of all, I would have Yif. <laughs> and, and second, I would have Yif. Of and course. And third, I would have Yif. And fourth, I would have Gay Yif. Oh, Gay Yif. <laughs> As opposed to regular Yif. Yes, the greatest Yif of all time. Gay Yif. Gay Yif. It'll coach you with fun. Coach you with fun, I see. Yes. Well, uh, thank you for listening to this experimental episode of the State of the Fandom. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed the uh, change in format, and please give us your suggestions and comments in the, in the uh, comments below. Or you could just call us assholes and tell us how we should go take on... Uh, Keemstar. Yes. We are debating about just attacking Keemstar. Uh, I would need to still be convinced. All right. Thank you very <laughs> much, for everyone, for listening, and we hope you have a wonderful day.